All right. So welcome to our first episode of the Standing in the Spotlight podcast. I'm your host, Daniela. And I'm Tanisha. In our first episode, we will be getting down to the nitty gritty about us, our love for the industry and our craft. In future episodes, we'll be interviewing Canadian talent and much more. Yeah. So grab a snack or a glass of wine or whatever your heart desires and get comfy. All right. So as we said before, uh, we're going to take this first episode to let our listeners get to know a little bit about us. So I'm going to start things off. As I said, my name is Daniela. I'm 25 years old and I live in Mississauga, Ontario, born and raised. All right. So I've always been a very theatrical child. Um, I was very shy, but of course, like any child, your personality comes out with people that you know and you love and you are really close to. So I, like I said, again, I was very theatrical. So I used to sing all the time to songs on the radio or when you're in the grocery store and there's songs playing on the PA system, I would like hum and I would dance around my house all the time. And my mom actually reminded me of a story a few days ago where in my house, we have these huge mirrors. And anytime I would, you know, get into a fight with my mom or I would cry or anything like that, I would actually look at myself in the mirror while I did that. Oh my God. Yeah. And <laughs> basically I was like analyzing my face and seeing what my face was doing while I was giving these emotions. And I'm like, how does your kid not become an actor like how just right? like how like she had to know so she was like you know what let's see where this goes um so she put me in singing lessons dance classes so I'm a trained dancer I've been dancing since I was three I did recreational first um and then I started doing competitive dancing after begging and pleading her to let me do it I started at eight and I feel like competition was a great lesson for me because it taught me that you're not going to win all the time and not to be a sore loser and not everything is going to go in your favor, but it's okay because sometimes you need those rejections in life. So yeah. Um, then singing as well, like started a little bit later, but my parents have always been supportive of the arts. They actually loved the arts before I was even born. Um, their first show that they ever went to was Phantom of the Opera when they were first um, married and uh, so naturally they took me. So my yeah. first ever musical that I ever saw was Mamma Mia. And I just, I, it's so vivid in my brain, this memory, because I feel like when you have those type of memories that are so vivid, it really impacted your life in a way. And I just remember like sitting in the audience and I remember the set like so clearly in my mind. And I was just so happy to be there and I was just glowing and I was just so excited to watch the show. And my now vocal coach who I love dearly, her name is Denise Ocherik. She's my idol. She was actually in the show that I went to see, which was crazy because I didn't meet her until a year later. Um, so I could only, it's so cool because I could only imagine like I have such a great bond with her and to know that she was literally right in front of me. And I had no idea what our relationship was going to be. I don't know. I just find that crazy. I always say that story because I think it's kind of cool. Um, anyway, so yeah, obviously after that, I was like, I have to do community theater. It has to happen. So my mom introduced me to a community theater group called um, Mississauga Youth Theater. 
and was actually run by Denise O'Cherick. And uh, my first ever show was uh, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat at Stage West in Mississauga, which is no longer there. Um, but I was like, it was my first like big show. I was in the children's choir and, uh, I was actually getting paid for it. So I was like, so I was like, I'm so professional. I'm getting paid. Oh my God. (laughs) And of Of course, like as a kid, money didn't really matter. It was more like, I was so happy to be there because I was literally around professionals and it was crazy. Like I was, I remember I was so excited to be miked. Like I had a mic, like a perfect, like actual mic where they like strap it on you and everything. And I was like, oh, Mike, this is so cool. Like I was just so in it. And I remember like when we weren't rehearsing, we were watching the dancers and the actual like adults. And I remember just like looking at them in awe being like, I want to be you just, I want to be in your shoes right now. Like, I don't care what I have to do. I'm going to do this. Um, yeah. And then I, so I did that all throughout school. And then when I got to high school, usually in grade nine, you kind of like, don't really know what you want to do off the bat because you're trying to find like where you want to go in life. For me, it was no question. Like I knew musical theater, I had to go to college for it. I had to be successful in it. It just had to happen. Um, yeah. So I knew right away. And of course, like you're in high school with all these teachers who are supposed to you know, mold your mind and tell you like what you want to be in life. And I knew already. So you had teachers be like, you know, you tell a teacher you want to be an actor. It's like, okay, good dream. But like, for real, what do you want to do? Right. Yeah. So that's that's tough. Yeah. And like, especially like when we had co-op in grade 12 and we got to like go experience going and being on the site of a job that of a career that you wanted to do. I didn't have that option. And it kind of sucked because I was like, okay, well, you're not very inclusive here, but cool. That's great for you. Anyway. So, you know, of course you had teachers being like, that's not very practical of you. You should probably like see if there's something else you want to do. But I was like, no, you know, that's your opinion. And, you know, you wanted to be a teacher and that was great for you, but I don't want to, uh, be in a nine to five job that I literally hate. So because right, life I'm, is too short. Hey, exactly. I'm going to go do what I love. And um, that's it. Thanks for your advice. <laughs> later. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's me in like a nutshell. That's how I really became um, me, I guess. That was my whole personality. That was just like, I knew from the start, everything I did revolved around musical theater, all the aspects of it learning monologues and um, broadening my horizons with shows I've never heard of and getting music from those shows. And, you know, I quit dance in grade 10 because I, dance was kind of consuming my life and yeah, you need dance, but like, I felt like having my, you know, what's it called? Like just being more involved in you know, doing shows and learning new songs and all that kind of stuff was more important at the time because I've been dancing since I was three and like, that's enough. Like, I feel like from the age of three to grade 10, I'm like, I'm good. Um, Yeah, so I just started doing community theater more and 
just working on that and kind of really focusing in on that. And I think that was a good choice because it kind of got me prepared for what college was going to be like. So yeah, that's me. Ooh, that's yeah. Daniela. That's me. Daniela. <laughs> Dirty D. Heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that nickname afterwards, but first yeah. I'm going to talk about myself. Um, <laughs> I'm Tanisha Gillis. I am 26 years old. I was born in Kingston, Ontario, home of the fronts. Yeah. And uh, I've been living in Toronto since I was eight years old, 2003. I was eight. Yeah, I was eight years old. Um, so for as long as I can remember, I always wanted to be a performer. Actually, specifically, I wanted to be a Spice Girl. I was obsessed when I say obsessed, like hardcore, had a like crazy obsession for scary and sporty spice. I was obsessed day and night want to be a Spice Girl. So, you know, I remember sitting in my living room, watching their uh, tours on VHS, and I put on my own little concerts, you know, for my mom, my good friends and everything. Um, and I paused the movie for my costume changes. I arranged my stage and my stage was, you know, my coffee table, you know, I'd move it on an angle or move it to the side, you know, cause they'd be performing on, you know, like the left wing or or um, extension of the stage, you know, and do their, their costume changes. I had a little honeycomb as a microphone and then I press uh, play again and I continue on with my little concert. So, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so um, I began singing at the age of six or seven at uh, family gatherings. You know, I was always so shy to perform in front of people, especially my family. It's so weird because like, it's your family. Like, why would you be so nervous? But anyway, um, I was always so nervous about that. Um, and I would hide upstairs so nobody could see me. They could just hear me. And my song of choice every single time was fallen by Alicia Keys every (laughs) single time. And still to this day, it's one of my most favorite songs. I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, when I would have sleepovers at my friend Serena's house, a girl that I grew up with in Kingston, um, we would stay up all night putting on concerts for ourselves. You know, her stepdad had so many instruments. He had microphones, guitars, the tambourine, drums, bongos, everything. You know, we weren't in like in tune. We weren't in perfect key, but we had so much fun. You had heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, And then when I moved to Toronto with my mom, I started taking vocal lessons and I was really enjoying it. I gained my confidence and I was performing in recitals, audiences. And when I was uh, 12 years old, I joined a music theater company called No Strings Theater. I did my very first show, which was Into the Woods. I was a wolf cub and, um, you know, I was ensemble and I was so, so excited. Like, that's an understatement. Like I was ecstatic to do that role. I was so pumped. My first show, my first, uh, uh, role, everything. Like it was amazing. And that was my first aha moment. This is what I want to do music theater. And then I kept coming back five years later where I played, um, Andrea in once on this Island, I played beggar woman in Sweeney Todd, um, ensemble in curtains. I played Madame Thenardier in Les Mis and, 
it just every year it just became more and more clear that this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to, you know, bust my butt for. So, you know, music theater was the place, the atmosphere for me. Um, my high school days, they were really memorable. I went to Etobicoke Collegiate Institute from 2009 to 2012. And I originally wanted to go to Etobicoke School of the Arts to major in music theater and drama and voice. But unfortunately, I didn't make it. Um, you know, I was kind of devastated because I put all my eggs in that one basket. I was like, there's no other high school for me. I must go there. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. sure. um, but you know what? I, as I went on with my high school pre- career at um, ECI, at Etobicoke Collegiate Institute, I had so many phenomenal opportunities there. You know, I was involved in the musicals every year. I played Sour Kangaroo, um, Rizzo in Greece, Hope in Urinetown. And I had the most amazing once in a lifetime opportunity. I sang with Peter Carey, who was the Phantom in Toronto, like 35 years ago now. Yeah. I auditioned to sing the Phantom theme song with him the duet and I mm -hmm. I was in such awe that I started bawling my eyes out <laughs> in rehearsal and he gave me his handkerchief and he said here you go and I said can I keep it and he said yeah. <laughs> so I, st I still have it somewhere oh, yes. <laughs> but that was that was another aha moment for me like theater right. like this is this is me this is where I belong this is my happy place this is my passion you know, so, um, yeah, like it's, it's, it's such an amazing feeling, like at such a young age, like when you said like in grade nine, nobody really knows what they want to do, yeah. but you knew instantly, I knew instantly, you know, so this is what is for us. So when I graduated from high school, I had again, one school in mind, Sheridan college, the MT program. I was so, so, so determined to get into that school. And I went for my audition. I killed it. I made it to the third round. And I remember for the theory test, um, they said, if you write a joke on your test, you will earn a mark. So I wrote, okay, how many altos does it take to screw in a light bulb? None, because it's too high. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. <laughs> like chuckling to yourself like I'm gonna mark so. exactly one mark because <laughs> I don't know theory <laughs> yeah so just one mark and that was it um but I also auditioned for Randolph Academy Randolph College now um it was my second choice if I did not get into Sheridan College um I accepted, I accepted the offer to Randolph and it turned out to be better because it was closer to home. I would graduate in like what, two and a half years we were there right. yeah. uh, uh, straight through the process and everything. I love that our instructors were both, both, uh, sorry, both teaching and hustling in the industry to make a living. You know, I, I really respected that of the school and, um, you know, we met a lot of talented people there and I met Daniela, our co-host, you know, <laughs> so, um, it, you know, my journey has been, you know, long, like I'm still young, like I'm 26, but it's, it's, it's been a very, very eventful time. And I'm so eager to keep progressing 
with it, you know. Um, I'm very happy that, uh, you know, my boyfriend, David, he suggested that I do this podcast. And I'm like, you know what? I should. Who can I do this with? Dirty D. (laughs) And we get to do it together again. Yeah. We get to work together again. We do. Yeah. I miss working with you. I know. Can you quickly, quickly, quickly tell us, our listeners, how you got the name Dirty D? Oh my god, still haunts me. <laughs> um, I sure can. <laughs> god. Um, yeah. So I was in second, or we were in second term. Um, and the way the the school works, there's always like a focus class, um, in each term. And second term was dance history. So we like, kind of like went through the motions of different styles of dance throughout the years. And we, <clears throat> as a term, uh, created our own variety show basically. And each one of us got to uh, put our own twist on a dance from throughout time. Um, so I was in a hip hop number. Uh, it was a transition number. It wasn't like a huge, it wasn't a very long number. So it was kind of pretty short. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I've done hip hop before. Um, like I said, I was, I'm, I was trained. So like we did hip hop in my studio, but it was very minimal and very bad. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so I've done hip hop, hip hop before. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I did a hip hop number cause I was like, why not? Um, and our lovely teacher, Miss Allison Beulah, who is a beautiful soul, um, decided, uh, so we kind of, she's kind of like the person who gave me this nickname. Um, so we were getting critiques and notes after our show and she got to my number and, uh, she was like, yeah, you know, I, um, it was really good. Like really, really, um, over her words, she was just like, yeah, I like really got down, like, you know, like, like down and dirty. I'm like, what? Sick. And she goes, yeah, like dirty D. I'm like, oh no. And, and to, to be honest with you, I've never had a nickname in my life ever because my name is not something that you can really shorten without it sounding like a man's name. And I just hated when people used to call me Dan and stuff, I'm like, don't call me that. Or the only person who's ever called me, like people would call me D, but the only person who ever did was my vocal coach. And that's the only person who was allowed. Um, so <laughs> anyway, so, <clears throat> you know, I didn't really think my name in college would be Dirty D because I feel like that name could be taken in such a bad way. Um, it's not what you think. So yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, um so yeah that's how I got my nickname and literally from that the the time where it like exited her mouth it stuck with me my entire college career and And with everyone else (laughs) literally like I I would go up literally at my grad our graduation I went up to get my diploma and my parents are in like are sitting in the balcony of the theater and I go up and everyone's like, dirty D. I'm like, mm, my parents are in the audience. <laughs> this is great. Listen, um, I'm not responsible for that, yeah, for that no, ruckus. You know like, I just, I had to embrace it because I'm like, you know what? I've never had a nickname and like, I'm kind of okay with this. 
it's, it's a perfect story to tell you it know? Is. <laughs> so there we go <laughs> oh my gosh well, I was trying so hard not to burst out while you're just trying to tell that story it's just it's so good every time <laughs> I know. It's just like, you know what it made my it made college that much more fun for me yeah <laughs> No, that's fine. So speaking of college, um, Tanisha, why don't you talk about your um, process of picking schools? Because I know it's kind of like, it's very overwhelming, especially, you know, for an 18 year old. Um, So why don't you explain how you, how you chose what you chose? Um, Yeah. So I, like I said, like uh, uh, coming out of high school, um, graduating high school, I really, 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 you know, was set on Sheridan College. That's it. That's the only place. No other school exists. It's Sheridan. I want to go there. Um, So uh, when I graduated high school in 2012, um, Sheridan MT program, they just um, switched their MT program from uh, a diploma to a degree. So I had to, you know, convert all my courses from high school to academic level in order to even be eligible to apply or sorry, to um, audition for Sheridan's MT program. So I had to go to school at Bernathorpe Collegiate Adult Learning Center because that was the fastest, easiest way for me to do that. It took me a year to, to do that. Anyway, so I still, I went to the audition for Sheridan. I... I cannot remember what I sang. I can't even remember what monologue I did. I remember the dance call was for, it was from uh, um, the wild party. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And I can't even remember what song. I remember it's from the wild party anyways. And I, and I killed it. It was so good in there. Um, but, uh, and I didn't get in, but then um, they offered me the uh, performing arts prep program there. There was a spot available or a few spots available, which are you interested in? I said, yes, of course it's for a year, basically doing everything that they're doing in the MT program, but only in one year. So I did that and um, met a lot of great people. It turned out my instructor there, I went to high school with his two boys. So we got along great. but, uh, uh, yeah, so going there for the year and then, you know, they allowed us to do like kind of mock auditions for the MT program there. There was some word around, like, if you're in the prep program, you're more likely get to get into the MT program, right. blah, blah, blah. That wasn't the case because Sheridan, they, they pick their, their show ahead of time. So they're, when they do their auditions, they're actually casting the students for that show. So that's an, another that's subject, crazy. but, um, to talk about <laughs> anyway. So, um, so for my second time auditioning, I remember I sang home from the whiz. Oh, oh my God. And I can't remember where my monologue was from again. It was just so long ago, but, uh, I, I did really well. I made it to the third round again. I didn't get in and I said, you know, what? it's fine. I have a second option Randolph Academy, um, where I sang home from the whiz it, oh my god I can't remember anything I can't remember the monologues or anything I don't know why I keep going to this it was a long time ago it was a long time. I remember home from the whiz so. <laughs> and in my audition room for um uh Randolph uh Bruce Harvey was uh was you know uh the accompanist and um uh uh Mark was in there 
Mark Wilson and George was in there, you know, such a cool, calm atmosphere, you know? So, um, went in there, did it. And then we had to talk to Darlene, the artistic director at the time. Why do you want to come to Randolph? Blah, blah, blah. And, um, I remember going back to school, going back to Sheridan, you know, and then I got the call, uh, from Randolph saying you've been accepted. And I said, that's perfect. Cause I didn't get into Sheridan. So <laughs> here I am. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It, like I said, like it turned out to be perfect because it was, um, uh, it's closer to home. I'd finish faster. I love that the instructors were still hustling for their auditions and whatnot. So, you know, it was perfect. And, um, I'm glad that I, I chose Randolph and well, I, I didn't have a choice, but <laughs> Yeah. No, but it was it was it was perfect yes exactly yeah. exactly yeah what about think, you ma'am yeah I think I'm like the same kind of thing as you I like I said I was in high school and you know like you're told college is right after like you have no other choice you have to go to college yeah um yeah like like Tanisha said I kind of only really knew Sheridan and because my school didn't really give me you know, options or didn't really know what options to really give me. Um, they were just like, yeah, Sheridan's there. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, and like I said, my, my vocal coach teaches there as well. So she told me about it as well too. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, okay, maybe I'll, I'll audition for that. So, you know, my mind was set on Sheridan, Sheridan, Sheridan. That was the only thing that I was, I really knew. And like Tanisha said, I put all my eggs in one basket and ran with it. Um, yeah. So I did my audition as well and it was, it was okay. I felt really, I don't know. I felt really, um, out of place, which is kind of weird because it seemed like I was also very young. So I was kind of just like intimidated is a better word. I think, um, And yeah, I remember I was sitting in the waiting room and there was a girl sitting next to me and she's like, I was talking, just having a conversation with her and she's saying, yeah, like I did the, I did the uh, prep program as well. And, you know, I was asking her about that because I had heard of the prep program before as well too. And she was telling me about it and she said, yeah, I've auditioned for Sheridan four times. I'm like, oh, wow, that's tough oh my god um it is tough it's so tough and sorry to like interject here but they Sheridan only gives you four chances to audition right and that's crazy yeah so so (laughs) you just telling me that now a lot was writing on that for her and that's insane um but yeah my I did my dance call first um we danced to um you can't stop the beat from hairspray which is the fastest number. So I was like sick. Um, no breathing allowed for this number. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, but, um, it was good. And, um, I did my song and my monologue. I think I sang, if I'm not mistaken, I think I sang as long as he needs me from Oliver. And yeah, that was like my favorite song. I loved that song. Um, I hate it now, but I loved it then. Um, but, um, and then I did a monologue from laughing wild, uh, and my character, uh, had schizophrenia, I believe. 
and she was talking about tuna fish. So that was cool. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it was it's it, it was a monologue that was really out of my comfort zone because I barely started acting like when I was like closer to 13 so I was kind of like whoa <laughs> this is like a real big step um yeah it was it was an okay audition like they liked me whatever and I got to move on and um the next step I think was an ear test I don't know. Mm. Did you do an ear test? Yeah. So you basically yeah, went sure. in a room and they played a note and you had to like sing back to them. They want to see how good your ear was. Um, and like Tanisha said, I did the theory thing too. And I didn't know jack shit about theory. Um, <laughs> so I was kind of like, so we're leaving this paper blank. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. So I, cause like I can play the piano by ear. Like if I hear something and I can like, kind of like plunk it out on the piano. Mm-hmm, right. Yeah. I don't know how to read sheet music. There's no way you couldn't pay me enough money. I don't know how, like it's, it's a whole guessing game. Don't know for how. Me. Right. Exactly. If the note is high that I'm just going to kind of slide going it up high. there. <laughs> I'll just reach my way up there. Um, Yeah. So uh, I obviously I did not get into Sheridan, um, but I was really devastated, like (laughs) very, very devastated. And I didn't know what I was going to do. I was just like, well, what am I supposed to do? Am I going to take a year off? Am I going to, you know, go somewhere else? I like, I don't, I think I auditioned for, I auditioned for Sheridan uh, UTM Sheridan program. So it was like a split program. Um, and then I th- believe George Brown, which I have no idea why I auditioned for George Brown. I just like, I honestly, at that, at that point in the, like in my time of auditioning, I was so over it because I didn't get into Sheridan. So I was completely over it. And I was like, I didn't even care about my George Brown audition. I just went in and I sang us like I had to sing a song a cappella. It was an acting thing. It wasn't like mm. musical theater. So right. I wanted a Shakespeare monologue. From there, I should have been like, mm, maybe not quite the <laughs> best fit for me. But I was like, I have to go everywhere. I gotta do everything. Like, oh my god, I'm so optimistic. I'm so stupid back then. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, no, I. God did like a Shakespeare monologue for like Romeo and Juliet because that was the only Shakespeare play I knew at the time and um yeah I sang again as long as he needs me but acapella which again hello literally smacked me right in the face like girl this is not for you <laughs> I don't know why you're here <laughs> but I was completely over it I was like they literally in my audition room were like okay yeah um yeah, that was great, but I don't think this is a great fit for you. And I was like, yeah, I agree. Goodbye. Like, I was just <laughs> oh, like, I, was I, was like, I literally looked at her and I was like, you're right. And I left. I was like, I'm done. I was so over it. I was so over it. Like, I was just, I didn't get into Sheridan. My life is over. Like, that's literally how I thought. Um, <laughs> so yeah um, but anyway uh, so I you took were a- acting like some like washed up you know literally like I'm like 40 and gone nowhere like seriously I was 18 18 years old and I was like my life is over like so dramatic dramatic. um but yeah so that's what I did uh no uh and then I I so I took a year off and I worked and I made money and I just kind of like did singing lessons and kind of worked on my stuff um, and it was funny because I actually auditioned for 
uh, production of The Wedding Singer at Hart House in Toronto. And um, a me and a friend of mine both auditioned and it was kind of, it was just like for an experience. It was kind of, it was really cool. Um, and I didn't get in because I was too young. They didn't get me because I was 18. So I was like really young, had real no experience, you know, didn't really have, have never really experienced a real production. So that's fine. And it was really just for the experience as well. So anyway, but, um, yeah, so I, like I said, I took a year off. I worked on my stuff and my vocal coach was like, you know, my friend, actually a friend of mine who, um, she had auditioned for Randolph when I was auditioning right out of high school, but I've, I didn't audition for Randolph at that time. And she did, and she got in, but she chose UTM because she wanted to go to a university. And um, she was like, yeah, like there's this place called Randolph. It's actually it's a pretty cool program. And if you want to take a look at it, go ahead. I'm like, yeah, sure. So I auditioned for Randolph as well. Um, but I also, again, I wanted a backup. So I auditioned for Centennial College, which is also in Toronto. Um, so actually they're primarily in Scarborough, but their arts section of it was in Toronto at uh, Toronto Performing Arts. Mm -hmm. Do you know that is? Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, so I went to that audition. That was my first <clears throat> school that I had auditioned for um, the second time around. And like I said, it was a vocal, it was a vocal program, just like George Brown was an acting program. So I was like, okay, it's singing. At least it's something, you know, if I don't get into Randolph, then at least I have that. Um, we had to sing two songs we sang, had to sing like um, a pop song, more jazzy kind of thing. And then another song of our choice, whatever song you want to do. So I sang a musical theater song um, because that's all I had in my book. And then I sang, I think the musical theater song was, what was it? I was 15 pounds away from my love. I don't think you ever heard me sing that one. I don't think I, so. It's more of like, um, it's not from a musical. It's more of like a, I don't know how to explain it, like a cabaret song kind of. Mm -hmm. Like a yeah, review. So, yeah. And uh, the second song was Summertime by Barbara Streisand. Ooh. So I sang that one as well. And that's such a good song. I know. Um, it's beautiful. So it I is. sang those two. And it's funny because the lady was like, have you, like, did you apply somewhere else? I was like, well, I'm, my audition for Randolph is in March. And she's like, oh, Okay. So you're more like musical theater. I'm like, yeah, I am. She goes, yeah, I can tell. You sound like it. I'm like, sick. Uh, <laughs> thanks, lady. Um, so she kind of like, she asked me straight out. She was like, okay, so if you got into here and you got into there, what would you choose? And without hesitation, I was like, mm, Randolph. Mm -hmm. just, okay, thank you for being honest. I'm like, yeah. So left the room, whatever. I did get into Centennial. Um, so yeah, so then I had, obviously I had my audition for Randolph in uh, March and I was petrified. I don't know why I was petrified. Really? Yeah, because for some reason I had developed crippling anxiety when I, like, I don't know where this came about. I think it was because I got rejected. So I was like, all of a sudden had started getting this like crippling anxiety when I auditioned for things. And I never used to do that. Mm. And I was like, Oh my God, what is wrong? Like to the point where I felt like I was going to 
throw up. Like mm-hmm. it's crazy. And my mom had come to the audition with me and she was like, girl, snap out of it. You're okay. Like, mm-hmm. what? and yeah, so, um, we got, like Tanisha said, we got split up into two groups and I had my, I believe my acting, my acting audition. And like, like Tanisha said, again, like it was a very chill environment. Mm-hmm. So I went in being extremely anxious, but like maybe, I don't know, five minutes in, I was completely calm. I was like, oh, this is great. This is a great atmosphere and I really like it here. And um, yeah, so again, my monologue again was laughing wild. Mm -hmm. Um, And the thing I liked about the audition for Randolph compared to anything else, obviously it was really laid back, but it also... The acting portion, all the auditionees were in the room yeah. while we were doing our monologues. And right. I've never had that happen before. So I was kind of like, again, intimidated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, it was like a workshop. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it was literally like a round of people and then you were in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I think they, they did it because they wanted to see if you would, you can take constructive criticism like on the spot and make a change yeah um so you would do your monologue and then Darlene would um say do it this way try it like this and you're like oh okay and then you do it and she wanted to see if you made that change really fast Mm -hmm. so I think that's kind of cool because it kind of you know sifts out a couple things and seeing if you actually can take it um and then Again, uh, the, I had my vocal uh, audition after I sang Come to Your Senses from Tick, Tick, Boom, which happened, to be, which happened to be my song by the end of, uh, <laughs> I sang that song so much in college. I was like, girl, pick another one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fine. Um, but yeah, and I remember like, I, like Tanisha said, there was Bruce Harvey, who is, the, oh my god sweetest human being and he's so dreamy uh, i love him he's right the, he's like i don't even know how old he is but he's like this little old man and he's little a, he's a giant i know he's, he's a giant a big, but I call gentle him a little giant oh. but he's just such a sweetheart and i loved having him as my pianist and the, mm-hmm. the best thing about him he was so supportive and also like when he would play he would hum your song yeah yeah and I was just like oh my god I love this so much this is amazing and that was like I he was my first person I ever met and I was like I love this man and then obviously Mark was in the room as well um but yeah I was like really chill and super like laid back and then of course we did the dance call with the most amazing human um Karen who is like mm-hmm. the most intense dance teacher but like the sickest dance teacher ever oh my god because oh she was god. all about breath and like yes. moving like it, oh it was just like yeah and she had a she had a lot of funk too like oh I loved it right it was a dream I love right it was right yeah and uh yeah so I obviously she got a call I didn't get a call so like Randolph what the hell but um I got an email (laughs) I got an email which is so unpersonal like excuse me I got an email which is fine I'm over it um 
Are you though? Are you actually? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I got an email and then I think like two days later, I got a letter. I'm like, this is, this is not (laughs) not the way this is supposed to be. Um, but yeah, no, I was ecstatic. Like I, I was really happy. And I remember like our schedule was Monday to Friday a lot. Yeah. It was, it was really busy. And I remember I was working at Canadian tire at the time as a cashier. And I still wanted to work while I went to school because I'm like, this is good money. I don't want to lose it. Mm -hmm. But you had to work like a minimum of three shifts per week in order to kind of like keep your your job and I couldn't do that there's no way like I Mm -hmm. lived in Mississauga I commuted every single day from Mississauga to Toronto which was like 40 minutes 20 there 20 back and there was just no way I could have swung swung it and I literally they were like yeah we can't do that and I was like okay see you later like I like (laughs) not even a hesitation put in my two weeks I was like see you later bitch I'm not doing this yeah 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 I'm not dealing with you people any longer so yeah so I yeah it was just I think like you know Tanisha said it was a blessing in disguise that I didn't I was meant to not get in there Mm -hmm. not get into Sheridan and I feel like Randolph was a good fit for me and I feel like Sheridan would have you know just because like the feeling I had when I got there to Mm -hmm. my audition was so different from the two of them like extreme difference yeah so I kind of was like oh no Mm -hmm. this this is good this is a good thing and if like I met some of my closest friends there yeah so I feel like that's it was kind of meant to be. No, it really was. It yeah. really, really was. For sure. Like, you have so many embarrassing photos of me on your phone. It's not even <laughs> funny. And videos. Oh, yeah. Like, I. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. I have a lot. We, we, had, a, we had a blast. That's we did. We, <laughs> it's, it's, we didn't meet. You and I didn't meet till second term because we didn't I know. Right. Our the the way we became friends, we had a mutual friend named Robin. Um Robin knew Tanisha before in the pep they did the prep program together yeah. at Sheridan. Yeah. And Robin was in my section in first term and I got really close to her. And uh she kind of introduced us. And uh I was like, <laughs> Can we talk about first impressions? Because I was like, this chick is so loud. <laughs> Me? Yeah. I'm so loud. I was like, she is so loud. I'm Are like, you I don't joking? Know. I no, I'm not. I was like, <laughs> I'm. I don't know if I'm gonna get along with her. Like, she's so loud. Because usually, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like not kidding. I was like, well, this girl. I know. Cool. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm loud. <laughs> But I was like, oh, this girl's hella loud. I don't know if I can do this, man. <laughs> and I don't know. I feel like. If we were in high school, we wouldn't have been friends because because I'm so loud. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because no, because like I don't really drink. I don't really like party or anything like that. And you love you're like to a drink? good time. Yes, <laughs> you love you're an alcoholic. No, back <laughs> out. No, um, but uh, no, but you're more like you know, like you're more free spirited. You're just like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, oh my god, no. <laughs> 
I like I get scared a lot and I'm just like oh my god I'm no <laughs> so I was like I don't know if I'm gonna be friends with this girl I don't think this is gonna work out yeah well look at us now yeah. years later you're stuck what was your first impression of me oh my god I don't even know I, I have I no remember. I don't know I'm trying to think now um I don't I have no idea I I honestly don't know I <laughs> I actually I actually I, have I don't a know like we like I don't we just started talking we yeah. started talking and then we became good friends I don't think yeah I don't remember the exact moment but I have a photo of you oh my god like I think it, we were waiting for because at the end of every term we had interviews with our teachers basically telling us how we did and we were all waiting outside and there's a photo of you like um this girl Kaya who was in our term Kaya was laying down and you were laying down on top of her was I wearing my hot pink stretchy yes pants? oh my god and you were just laying on top of her and I was I like was. I was I just like took a picture I think was I sleeping I remember I was so yeah I was so exhausted yeah you were, and she you was sleeping. she was laying on her side and then I laid like directly on top of her as well right. but like right. not like my back on her or my my front on her like I was just like you were on your like, side yeah I was on my side on top of her on her side right <laughs> it was it's crazy like I was like what the heck no I, yeah. what possessed me I don't I have no idea I really don't know it oh was yeah I don't know do you remember when we were in the annex and we were uh you were helping us with our jazz integration <laughs> yes i do what a hot mess oh <laughs> that was just it, terrible integrations was a hot mess oh but, just awful um, yeah. awful so oh my god the little snippet she's referring to for everyone listening is uh they we were doing like they were doing their integration i wasn't in their group um but they were rehearsing and we integration was you had to incorporate song dance and acting so everything we were learning all together in one for each dance class so this was for jazz right yeah this was jazz jazz. yeah so (laughs) tanisha was going to do a beautiful um bat ma i think it's called she was kicking her leg in the air um and in the annex there was chairs because it is a theater and there was like chairs there and she went to she did a beautiful bat ma and as her foot came down, it landed right on, <laughs> right on the chair. And I was videotaping. So I couldn't laugh. I was like, you I'm going to did laugh. You I did, did laugh. laugh. But I, I did laugh, but I was trying not to pee myself because I was recording <laughs> it for Robin. She asked me to record it for you. And I was like, yeah, sure, girl. And literally, I was like, girl, you literal hot mess. I was like, this is grand. Oh my god! Oh no! Oh, it was like so many memories, especially with you. Like it's, especially when we started having classes together, it was over. It was just like, oh shit, Hella, Daniela. Do you know? Do you know what I'm gonna say? (laughs) I don't know if I'm gonna get through it. (laughs) Do you remember? (laughs) I'm crying. So. Okay, uh, we had to do something called birthing your face. 
Um, <laughs> so we were in text. Um, <clears throat> I don't even know what that class is about. So anyway, uh, I'm crying. And our teacher told us she she's like, uh, I do this exercise called birthing your face, and I was like, okay. I was a little skeptical. I was like, okay, cool. She goes, so if you have to laugh, laugh. Because, you know, everybody laughs. And I'm like, okay, thinking I wasn't going to laugh till I peed my pants. Because I was like, oh, it's probably not that funny. And mind you, Tanisha and I are in the same class. And we're sitting next to each other. And she starts birthing her face. And literally making the most horrendous noise while she drags her hands across her face. Literally like she's birthing herself. And she sounds like a cow that is dying. Like it, it's so bad. I can't control everybody started, everybody, <laughs> everybody started laughing, but Tanisha and I couldn't stop. Like it was just like everyone had their moment. But Tanisha and I had to like turn around. We had to turn talk. away from each other. We like couldn't back look to at back. each other. We <laughs> couldn't look at each other. I was bawling. I had tears streaming <laughs> down my face like like waterfalls. I couldn't stop. I couldn't even look at Denise anymore. I couldn't look at her. I couldn't participate anymore. I <laughs> I should have left. Yeah, no, it was so. <laughs> It was so long that like some of our classmates started giving us dirty looks. And I was like, we couldn't girl, help it. Kidding? Like, how is what this not hysterical to you? Like, what are you <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so all in all, Randolph was a good time. <laughs> it was a good time. Oh my God. Um, yes. But yeah, so school was great. We went through that. We graduated. <laughs> on top of the world we were uh, living life oh my god oh my god that was so good wow um, so um since graduation for me I'm sorry I'm never gonna get oh. yeah so oh tell us god. tell us what you what you've been up to since you graduated yes yeah, so, so um we, uh, we graduated like what four years ago no what no. year are we in? 2021. We graduated in 2026. 2016. 2026. I just said, oh my god, 2006. No. Are we time traveling? <laughs> 2016. Um is that what like six years ago? Oh my six years. Oh my god. Oh my god. My math is horrible. Seven five. Five years ago. Four years ago. Oh. This is why I'm in theater. I sucked at math in school. Six. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yep. That's why we stick to memorizing scripts. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, we graduated six years ago. Yeah, six years ago. Um, I signed with my agent that I'm still currently with. I'm represented by Premier Artists Management here in Toronto. Um, I'm really busy. I keep myself really, really busy. I'm a singer. I'm an actor. I'm a bit of a dancer. You know, if you need me around, you know, to do the sprinkler in the background, you know, do the shopping cart, the lawnmower, change the light bulb, I'm your girl. Um, <laughs> I'm constantly auditioning for commercials. Um, 
film and television, voiceover work, animation. Um, I truly, 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 truly love the industry that we're in. It's, you know, I, I love it. It's the perfect place. Um, you know, everybody in the industry wants to see you succeed. Casting directors, they want to see you succeed. You know, um, <clears throat> it's such, it's such a positive place. So it, I love it. Um, I'm taking classes with, um, a couple teachers. Um, I'm taking acting with Karen Ivany who teaches at, um, second city and she does a lot of private coaching as well, virtually. Um, and I'm taking voiceover classes with, uh, Janice Hawk and she owns demo maniacs in Toronto. She's phenomenal. Um, and, uh, you know, just building up my craft and doing that. I'm a nanny by day. I'm walking my dogs. I'm, you know, doing this podcast with Dirty D. I'm, you know, that's that's me. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm doing with my time, keeping my myself busy and trying to get this this career going. Because, you know, this pandemic has been really hard for a lot of us. For a while, I was really scared, especially last year when it first started. I was like, what is going on? What's happening? Like, is it ever going to get back to normal? I miss in-person auditions like none other. (laughs) You know, like these virtual auditions, they're great. But it's there's something about going in the room and being with the casting directors. You get that rush. You know, you wake up in the morning, get showered up, get dressed. You get to the audition room, sit in the waiting room. You think, okay, you know, I'm ready. I know what I'm doing. How am I going to stand out from the, you know, person coming out of the room that looks just like me? You know, what am I going to do differently? How am I going to show them what I got is different from that person, you know? Uh yeah, like it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. But these classes and everything keeping up, it's only, you know, it's preparing you to keep your craft, um, uh, keep yourself strong and proactive because when things start opening up and going back to normal soon, you're ready to go. So right. <clears throat> it's so important. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's what I'm doing and having good laughs with Daniela. Like I'm still, <laughs> Like I'm still drying my eyes from that. That was pretty good. Um, <laughs> That's too funny. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Dirty D, Madame. Are there any words of wisdom that you can share with our listeners? Yeah. Um, hmm, let's see. Uh, I think. First of all, I think you should surround yourself with people who they don't necessarily have to share the same love that you do, but just like respect it and like understand and can kind of like be your support system. Cause I feel like with this, you really need a support system. Um, and you know, some people are not, um, fortunate enough to have that in parents or siblings or whatever, but when you, I think when you start doing like start doing community theater, like find something. There's so many things, so many outlets where you can find community theater to meet people who love what you love and just be involved. Obviously before you're like people who are starting out and are still in high school. Um, I think it's, that's probably the best thing to do. Um, 
And do your research, just do a lot of research when you're picking, you know, when, when you're picking colleges to audition for, you know, um, like listen to every cast recording for every musical that you can get your hands on, especially nowadays. Like we have Spotify, we have Apple music, we have so many more outlets. Um, yeah. And I think that's like the main goal. I, and also for me, I, 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 like, I, like I said, I grew up in a, in an environment where I was told, like, you're not always going to be, you know, you're not always going to get chosen. You're not always going to win. So I was never someone who took no's very personally, just because I was grown. I like, I grew up that way, but I think that's something to take into account. Like a no does has nothing nothing to do with who you are as a person like it's just that's just how it is that's how it goes and you know like you can't really dwell on it because you're gonna make yourself crazy yeah um yeah so yeah so I feel like just do what you gotta do do what you train for have trust in in your abilities and your talents and just kind of just be yourself and, you know, don't get discouraged when you don't get something. Um, I, you know, I had to learn that even now, like I, um, just to touch on what I, what I was doing after we graduated, I didn't work very much. And, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of lost, I got lost a little bit and I kind of lost that drive and the love for it. Um, because yeah, I did a couple, like a show, a commercial. Um, I did, was with an agency for not even a year. And I was just like, it didn't work out for me in that way, but I got to do really cool, like other things that were like super, super cool. And I, I got to sing with uh, the Candy King Carolers at the Toronto Christmas market. And it was, a, uh, it was kind of cool. Cause I was never involved in an acapella group. It, we were a quartet. Like it was kind of insane. It was kind of cool. And I never, I never done that before. So doing things that you've never done before to get that experience, not just for your resume, but just for, you know, like the files in your mind and your experience, just everything, just experience everything. And I wish I had, like, if I could talk to my younger self, I'd be like, just have fun and don't stop being afraid. Stop being scared because, you know, change is not something that I take well in life. And, and I usually have a lot of anxiety behind it. And I never used to have that when I was younger but, you know, getting rejected and all this kind of stuff, it, it, it adds up. And I just feel like I wish someone told me, you know, it's not always about working. You don't always have to, just because you are in shows doesn't mean you're any less of an actor if you're not, because you're, you're, you're working on yourself. You're doing what you have to do in preparation for those things. And 
just getting in the room and showing your face and them having your physical resume and just like seeing your headshot, they're, you're kind of being like, hey, I'm here. Like, this is me. And you might not take me right now, but maybe one day I'll walk into another room and you're there and you'll be like, oh, I remember you from such and such. Like, you know, so yeah, just don't be so hard on yourself. I, I was like that and it didn't go well for me. So I just kind of, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. Just be nicer to yourself. That was so beautiful. Thanks. (laughs) Oh my God. And so much of it, you know, resonates with me as well. Um, because we, we have to be so kind to each other. We have to be so, so, so kind and patient with ourselves. You know, um, it's, it's not you that they like, when you go into an audition and, you know, you walk out and you're like, yeah, I killed it. You know, I feel really, really good. That's amazing. But if you don't book that job, it's not because you did a shitty job or whatever. It's just because you're great. Maybe not for this project, maybe something else down the line. Right. So like, we just, we have to be so kind and, and like you said, love ourselves, take time to love yourself take care of ourselves because it's so important. It's so important. Um, you know, for a while I, I was, you know, I wasn't in a dark place, but I was just kind of thinking like, you know, it's been a while since I've, you know, booked a job, done this, whatever. Am I still an actor? Like I would question myself, am I still an actor? Right. I'm like, well, maybe I should stop referring to myself as an actor if I'm not doing it right and then I um, attended a workshop with a woman named Jen Forge. she's a Canadian uh, voiceover artist and she do you remember the show Ed Ed and Eddie mm-hmm. years ago she yeah. did a lot of work on that voiceover acting and um, now she she still does voiceover acting coaching um, but she is a positivity um, mindset coach And I attended her workshop a couple months ago and what she was saying was like, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like an angel came down and just touched me, like touched my heart. Then I started crying because what she said, she said, like, if you ever felt that you're not an actor because you didn't get this because you didn't get that. An actor doesn't mean that you only book the job or whatever that's not the true definition of an actor. The definition of an actor is when you practice that every single day, you believe that you're an actor, you work on your craft every single day. You don't get discouraged by it. You keep fighting for that. And when she said that, I said, holy shit, why was I thinking like that before? I'm an actor. I'm a singer. I'm an actor. I've been doing this for years. It literally doesn't matter if you haven't booked a job or gone on audition for a month. If you still practice that every day and you work for it, you're an actor, my friend. And when she said, I started crying and I said, I can't believe this. I can't believe I was so cruel to myself. I can't believe it. And that was an automatic switch mentally for me. Um, Like I, I just could not believe it. 
And, uh, you know, and for a long time, I, I've always been, you know, on, on the ball, like whenever I go for an audition back when we could go in for in-person auditions back in the good old days, (laughs) (laughs) you know, before COVID, um, you know, I, I get ready. I go to the audition. I'd sign in, get my photo taken. I'd sit down and I'd sit there by myself. I would not talk to anybody. I wouldn't even look at anyone else. Cause that's mm-hmm. just my process. I'd sit there like that's I'm focused. You're I'm focused as soon as I leave my house, like I'm ready to go. Right. I get there. I do my thing. They call Tanisha Gillis. You're up next. So I go in, I stand next to the door the actor comes out I walk in I don't wait for anybody to acknowledge me first Mm -hmm. I have what two three four sometimes five minutes if I'm lucky to show them what I got yeah that's my time and I'm not saying this you know to you know (laughs) in like um like an asshole where whatever but this is your time be selfish with it because this is all you got right This is your showcase. This is your opportunity to perform. An audition is an opportunity to perform, right? Mm -hmm. So as soon as I walk walk in there, I don't wait for them. Hey, how's it going? I'm Tanisha, la, 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 whatever. Step on your mark, blah, blah, blah. I'm done. Have a great day. Stay safe out there. Whatever I may say. Cheers. Have a beer, whatever. But, you know, but it's, it's so important. I've been on auditions before where they rush me. They've rushed me so many times because they've been behind schedule. I'm like, I'm, I, don't, I don't, I don't think so. Can we, yeah. can we please start again? <laughs> yeah. You know, um, that that's, that's not very fair. No. That's not fair. Um, so what can, what can I give to our listeners? You know, that you haven't already said, like, I agree with you so much. You have to be so kind to yourself and you are your own, like your body is your company and you yourself, like you're the CEO. Where do you want your company to go? Right. You know, how big do you want it? How small do you want it? Where do you want it to go? You're your own company. You're the CEO of your company. It's, it's crazy. You're, you're selling, you're selling yourself. Yeah, it is. And you're your own brand. So you're literally just like, this is what you get. And this is who I am. And, you know, like, I feel like a lot of people think, or at least I think like, well, for me to, you know, get to know people and get the respect and show people the kind of actor and worker I am in a, in like a professional setting, I have to get the job. And it's like, no, like you, you can literally give that off just by, you know, how nice you are to the person signing you in and, or, or how you carry yourself and how, you know, you make yourself presentable and Mm -hmm. just how prepared you are really. Cause I've known people who've gone into audition and be like, yeah, I'm just going to wing it. I'm like, mm. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I just like, I could never, I, it's just something no. I could never do. And no, no. Yeah, and they, and they know as soon as you walk in the room, oh, yeah. they know whether you're prepared or For not. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like be you prepared people. Like, <laughs> yeah. Seriously. You can't fool these people. Like, I, I mean, 
yeah, okay, they've seen so many people that day, but you can tell when someone's bullshitting for mm-hmm. sure. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, and yeah, I don't know. I just like, and everybody throughout their life who've who've been in this um, profession, at least I have, I've been kind of like, like, is this, is that, do I really want to put myself through constant like disappointment and rejection and like whatever. And for a while after, you know, graduating a couple of years after I was like, what am I doing? Like, I don't know what this is. Like I don't have a backup. This is all I know. Like it has to work. It has to work. And I, I always had that that mentality at that point in my life, because I was like, I wasn't doing anything and I got really down and I was in like a really dark kind of like, like, okay, maybe I need to do something else. Like maybe I need to go back to school and I am going back to school, but it's still for something that I love, but I'm still have the mindset of like, I want to do this so I can have my own business and make time for theater. I have to, Mm -hmm. because without it, that's like literally my entire being is that so that's all I've ever known and all I've ever done and before I used to be like that's all I'm good at like I don't like good at anything else but But, it's true yeah it's so true this Mm -hmm. industry is all that we know yeah and we know it well we do it well so right right and it's like yeah yeah and like and you know like being in high school you are like I never did extracurricular activities after school. I wasn't a part of any clubs. I didn't do any sports. I didn't join any. There was a dance team at my school. I was like, yeah, no, I don't have time. Like, I don't have time to do this. The only thing I was ever a part of was the drama, like the drama class. Like that's because it was a class and it wasn't a club. It was a class. And I, you know, that was the only time. And I, I remember in, in high school, we were doing, it was kind of like our final, um, assignment. And it was like a show that we put on ourselves and we performed in front of the public. And I remember I was in a show while rehearsing for that as well. And like, that's my mark, like that's school. It wasn't like, you know, but I still took it seriously. Um, but I was in a show at stage West at the time. So literally I would go do my show we would have rehearsals on Saturdays and that's when the shows were Saturdays and Sundays. Mm -hmm. I would go do my show. It would end at like, I don't know, like four. Yeah. I go to the school and rehearse for like two hours and then go home. It's like, I was so, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to make it work. Like this is, I'm going to do it, you know? And that just showed me that I can't do anything else. This cannot not be a part of my life. Like mm-hmm. there's no way. No, I it know. has to be. It, it does. It's a part of you. It's a part of me. It's a part of every single person in the industry. I just last year, I, I got laid off from my job at WestJet. And uh, so I was out of a job. I had no idea what was going on with our industry. Not a clue. I was freaking out. I was thinking I have the time. Should I go back to school for something fall back on? If this doesn't pick up, should I go to school for forensic science? Mm, It's cool. I think it's pretty fascinating, but that's, that's not for me. 
mm-hmm. advertising yeah that's cool I talked to I spoke to a few people in the industry about it but again it was like I'm not I'm not so driven on it like it's it sounds great I could do it but that's it's not acting it's, yeah. so one day I was just like F it I'm I'm an actor I'm a singer I'm a, I'm a performer there's literally nothing else for me to do yeah nothing else so Mm-hmm. It's just, it's that, that's how special this is. It's so special. The industry, everybody wants to see you succeed. It's not, it's not when they don't pick you, it's not about you. It's just that you're just not right for this particular project. That's it. They want to keep seeing you come into the audition room or, uh, or, you know, virtually, you know, right. um, it's, it, it is a competitive sport, but it's, it's so loving. It's so lovely. You know, I just, I don't know what else to say. It's, 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 I I don't know. It's just such a lovely, lovely thing to be a part of. You just, you meet so many. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I've never been in in an audition room with complete strangers that I don't know. And mm-hmm. you come out of the room and they're like, Oh my God, you sound so good. And I'm like, I right? never had a conversation with you ever in my life, but thanks. But they're like, rooting for you. Right. Exactly. And you know, I had that experience. I auditioned for something. This was like fresh out of college. We just had just graduated. It was like September and I was at an audition. I was at a dance call and some random person comes up to me. I've never met this person in my life at all. And he goes, Oh my God, I loved you in footloose. I was like, what? I was like, what are you talking about? I'm like footloose. What do you mean? That was my school production. Like, I kind of forgot that we did it in front of people. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, oh my God, I loved you in Footloose. I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, and like, just like stuff like that. And I think for me, the reason I love it so much is just because like, not only can I make people happy and make people smile and kind of forget about like the real world in a second mm-hmm, yeah you're in that theater you're in the world of yeah. the show and like yep I yeah and I don't know yeah I just I I love that and for me as a person who you know like everyone has their their stuff and their insecurities and you know whatever mm-hmm. and you know I I like being another person for like yeah years. and it's right? kind of cool like it is yeah and and just playing different roles and experiencing different things and and pinpointing different emotions that you've never had to experience before because like you know you might not have to experience something that a character is going through but it's cool because then you do research about it and you mm-hmm. look and and all this kind of stuff and I've, I don't know. I just find it interesting. And I remember I was talking to my mom the other day and I was telling her, it's so funny because I say these things and she's like, you're insane. Um, she's <laughs> like, I was like, I've always wanted to play a psychopath. I've always right. wanted to. Cause it's not even like just the way they are. Why is their brain that way? What is inside right? the psychology like, behind it? What's right. going and on? You have to do that research, right? Yeah. So it's like, I've always wanted to. And she's like, why would you want to play a psychopath for? I'm like, what do you mean? They're so interesting. Cause it's like, 
what makes you think of the things that you use to torture someone or like, you know what I mean? I'm probably sounding like a complete psychopath right now, but it's no, not. It's Daniela, just- I'm with you, man. <laughs> I want to be the joker. <laughs> yeah. Like and it's, it's just, it's interesting. Cause you're just like, what, what makes you go? Yeah. I, uh, I want to skin you alive. Yeah. I want to do that. What, what do you mean? <laughs> That's just something more. That's not something you wake up, right? (laughs) That's not just something you wake up in the middle of the night and go, hmm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skin someone's face off today and make a mask. No, that's not, you know, that's not, that's not something you do. I know, I know, but I'm with you. Yeah, I don't know. That was really random thought, but I, you know, it's just like, it's, it's those kind of things that kind of like get me really excited. Cause I know that one day I might have a chance to play that character and I'll have to like do a lot of research. And it's so cool. It's so cool that I get to be just not myself for a couple yeah. hours. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I know. I, love it. I think that's where we're going to leave off for today. No. Um, thank you all so, so, so much for listening to our first episode. We know it's a long one, but we just had so much to share with you guys. Um, so we're not sorry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) we hope you enjoyed it. Um, so you don't miss out on future episodes. Please follow us on Instagram at underscore standing in the spotlight. Stay tuned, stay safe and keep on standing in your own little spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>